As a listener of the Shift Your Consciousness podcast presented by Marcus White and Jordan Briggs, we would like you to understand that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Any changes to your supplementation, nutrition or lifestyle should only be done after consulting with a medical professional. Welcome to the Shift Your Consciousness podcast. My name is Marcus White. And my name is Jordan Briggs. We help people overcome a range of chronic and acute health issues and empower people to live a healthy, fulfilling life. Our mission in this podcast is to bring oppressed and current relevant information from all realms of health that you most likely don't know to empower new possibilities in your health journey. We want to help free your mind of the indoctrination of the mainstream medical system, media and societal dogma that disempowers your ability to heal, grow and live a connected life. If you're someone who is feeling trapped in your journey, not getting answers, but also equally fascinated in learning how to address the root cause to your health issues and is also open-minded to all mediums of health, this podcast is for you. So come join us to shift your consciousness. All right. We are here today with the mastermind behind Level Up Health, Kyle Vanderlees. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, boys. No worries. Awesome to have you here, bro. so um kyle every time i like to start the podcast i like to know about your journey now um if people don't know about level up health now they must be living under a rock so (laughs) i want to know um how you got to where you got to um your journey and and um yeah let us let us know how level up came to where it is today yeah, no worries for all the people under the rock. Um, <laughs> I'm Kyle Vanderleest. I was trained as a nutritionist and naturopath. And, um, yeah, so during my journey um, learning all about herbs and compounds and nutrition through those degrees, I found that it was bloody hard to find products that you actually wanted to use or you'd find an ingredient. And then when you put together your own protocol, you'd end up having a Bloody like 10 bottles on the table that you had grab one of this, one of these, and you need like your little medicine jar, yeah. <laughs> like your nan would have with all her pills, but for your supplements. And just basically wanted to create some things that actually worked and actually did what I wanted to do without all the excipients. Like if you've got eight capsules, every capsule is going to have some degree of excipient. It's just how the industry is. But if you have to take that over eight of them, then you're getting really high levels of these things that aren't as favorable or maybe not what you want. Can we pause on the excipient? What's that mean? An, oh, no, excip- not- yeah. an excipient is yeah. basically something they use in manufacturing. It could be magnesium stearate or silica or something like that to just allow the manufacturing to occur more seamlessly or to enable like a better shelf life. And these can be poor for your health. These can be poor. A lot of the most common one that people use is relatively benign, but it might be rice flour. Yeah. Other ones I see are pretty stupid, like lactose. They'll use lactose as an excipient, which is yeah, great, cool. Why have you just put an inflammatory sugar in there for a lot of people who can't digest it? And then there's plenty of other really nasty ones they use. I've never wanted to do that. I've always been offered that as an option to keep the cost down on products. But I'm like, well, why wouldn't we just use something functional? Mm. When I first bought out my primary product, um, the BPC, uh, it had uh, rice flour as the primary option presented to me. And I'm like, no, let's put glutamine in it. That's how Level Up started. The very first product was BPC-157. Back to my journey and how it all actually started and how I learned about these things. <laughs> I graduated from uh, my naturopathy, uh, my nutrition degree. Uh, while I was studying naturopathy, I got a job working at a hyperbaric oxygen center in Melbourne. Yep. And that job was the biggest trial by fire. 
the people who came in for that job were either chronically ill or they were elite athletes. And these people needed basically the same thing in the end. What you do to treat someone who's chronically ill and what you do to try and get someone to the highest degree in their athletic performance aren't too dissimilar. Like you're looking at enhancing the mitochondria, detoxification, removing any of the roadblocks that they have. And, you know, someone with a chronic health condition versus an athlete has a fair few more roadblocks. But working with these people was really interesting because I was a sponge at that stage. I had all my university knowledge and I realized it really didn't help me. I kind of got thrown in the deep end with it, thought I knew everything and got humbled very quickly in that job. People coming in with diseases I've never even heard of. Yeah. (laughs) Like Lyme disease, I didn't actually, because in my degree, that's not real. Yeah, it's not not recognized in Australia. It's not recognized in Australia. Yeah, you didn't know that. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not recognized in Australia. So people who get Lyme disease in Australia, a lot of them, sorry to cut in on you, Kyle, because you could probably go go deeper, um, is... Yeah, like so a lot of people would get Lyme disease in Australia and they would just get shunned. They're like, nah, it's not real. But in America, you can get treated for it. What? So what do they, what do they call it here? Because you can test for Bartonella. They call it a psychiatric disease and you make it an up, basically. Yeah. They no don't think way. you can get it. There's ticks. Yeah. I got bitten by a tick buddy doing archery the other week and I freaked out. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, man. I freaked <laughs> out. <laughs> but if I went to my doctor and said, hey, I've got a tick bite. I want to get tested for Lyme. They're like, no, you, no, you didn't. Or no, it doesn't exist in Australia, despite the fact that there's thousands of Aussies, many of which I, not thousands, but many of which I treated who had it, who got it from Queensland, one of the worst places for them. The humidity is a really good environment for them, unfortunately. I don't want to go off off on a tangent too much. (laughs) Can you just go through some of the symptoms of Lyme disease that people would go through? Oh, mate, of all the things to get, cancer and Lyme disease would be the two that I would not want. Wow. The fatigue you get from that. Like, it's not just... Lyme, it's the co-infections. You've got like chronic fatigue all the time, brain fog. It's just like all of the negative symptoms that you might experience from chronic inflammation. It's that times 10. Yeah. You're basically bedridden. You get chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, light sensitivity. So you, um, Can people get like nervous system issues with it as, um, as well? I remember seeing a woman getting like jolts and stuff from it. Is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The brain is just in a, such an inflamed state and such a hyperactive state too yep. that, as I said, that light sensitivity is just yeah. the light is too much for their brain to handle at that time. So, And loud noises as well. It's just environmental sensitivities to not just toxins and things in the environment, but stimuli. So it's a nasty one, that's for sure. Yeah, because yep. almost a lot of the symptoms that I notice in people with Lyme, they are very almost like close to mold. Yeah, exactly. Mold, like, right. Really bad mold, and then Lyme sufferers like their worst nightmare is mold. Yeah, exactly. It just amplifies all those same symptoms, doesn't it? Yeah. So you've got Queensland where you get Lyme, and Queensland where you get a lot of mold. <laughs> exactly right. And if you live in the city, you can get EMF as well. And you know, True. You're not not in a good place, but you know, luckily there's some good health practitioners up this way. Far out. We've got a few. Like, there's all these different avenues we could have gone down right now. But let's <laughs> let's just yeah, well, let's go back to your. I'll, uh, stay, I'll get back on track. So working in that clinic, you know. People come in, a lot of them had gut issues. Like That was a very common presentation for pretty much all of them, from your elite athletes, all the stress of their work. A lot of tennis players came in and they had to have gut issues or people with Crohn's and colitis. They'd come in because the hyperbaric was really good for healing. It accelerates healing and it mobilizes stem cells. So they'd be doing these treatments to sort of help their condition. But I'd be talking to them in between when they come in and out of the chamber about what they do, just out of curiosity. Because who's going to know their body better than the patients, you know? Yeah. So what's worked for them was really interesting because these were things I'd never heard about. 
in my degree. And it's not really supplements or nutritional focused. It's more about being a food accountant in nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> then the information they give you is pretty outdated. Yeah. I'm honest or maybe been hijacked by vested interests. But um, yeah, in that job, I learned about peptides because the clinic was in South Yarra, Melbourne, and the other side of the road was a compounding chemist where they did peptides. And a doctor would come in, have consults with patients and get a lot of them on peptides. Wow. So that's, that was my introduction to it. Uh, one of my colleagues knew a company that made BPC and I bought off her through them. And used it and absolutely loved it. At the time, I was living in high EMF environment. My mum had just passed, so my stress was through the roof. My guts were effed all the time. Mm. Uh, adrenals gone. And this was the one compound that had an effect on my brain, my gut, and basically brought me back from the brink of just, I was a potato head. I could, I'm dealing with all these um, patients and all these elite athletes and, you know, very affluent people. And I can't even put a sentence together. It yeah. felt so crap to feel that stupid around these people and frustrated because I knew what I wanted to say. It just wouldn't come out because of the brain fog. And That's actually phenomenal to hear that from you because <laughs> every time I speak to you, you're very clear. You know every pathway of everything that's going on. So I can't imagine um, can't imagine you in that state. So it must have been pretty horrific, mate. Like it must have been a hard time. It was one of those moments that it was so frustrating that it made me do something about it because yep. I knew better. I knew I was better than that. I knew... <laughs> the embarrassment and the look people gave me when I just like they're like, all right, mate, yeah, you're a bit special. <laughs> but I, you know what, I still do that sometimes. I'm like flowing, and then I'm like hit a, I'll hit like a brain block. I'm like, whoa, no, the neurons aren't connecting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can really relate when I had candida overgrowth. Like, oh, mm. like the brain fog was horrific, and I would there'd be days where I'd be I'd be so sharp, and I'd be just like everything growing off the tongue. But then some days I'd literally feel like I'm. In the first grade. Yeah, like, yeah I know, right? It's yeah. wild. And I think a lot of listeners would maybe relate to that. Yeah, 100%. And candida is one of those horrible ones. It just, the amount of neuroinflammation it causes, but leaky gut, it's so prevalent. You guys yeah. would deal with it every single day. And yeah. almost every client, any new clients at least, would have some degree of leaky gut. And then those endotoxins get into circulation. Leaky gut usually means leaky brain, and then they get into your brain. And when that's inflamed, that's not good. Yeah. And our listeners should know about leaky gut by now. Yeah. And uh, you can think of leaky brain as the exact same thing. It's just a barrier to your brain rather than a barrier in your gut. Yep. yep. And Very both fun. those barriers are affected by the same environmental toxins and zonulin opens the gut in the same way it opens the brain. Yep. Zonulin, I think you've spoken about this. Yeah, we have. gluten and glyphosate. So, yeah, just get those out of your diet and you'll be right. Yeah. yeah. So, those are in, you know, your sprayed wheat products. Yeah, GMO weed. Is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. But yeah, back to the story. Jesus, go down some rabbit <laughs> That's all right. We're going to go down heaps of rabbit holes. <laughs> we'll get there though. Yeah. So I tried this BPC product. Absolutely loved it. It made a huge difference. My brain came back online because it helps with neurotransmitter support. Um, it helped with dopamine and GABA. So it calmed me down because I was pretty anxious about the job and the high stress of that. Um, dopamine definitely helped with motivation, got me out of bed, made me my thoughts more coherent, and then all my gut issues went away from it. So I took this product for a while, left the job, left BPC on the shelf like I knew about it, would recommend it all the time. And then the opportunity came up because the company that made it went into solvency and the opportunity came up to take over that brand. That was my the, the person I work with at the clinic knew the people who manufactured it and they, she's like, we should make this. So we did. Amazing. And yeah, we now, I 
took out all the non-functional fillers. I adjusted some, reformulated it, and that's when Regenerate, the first ever Level Up product, was born. And yeah been a good few years since that (laughs) the one thing you actually pointed out before and this is one of the reasons why i love your products and i love what you do is the first thing you know you talked about earlier on was they had these fillers and you're like get the fillers out put glutamine in you know what i mean and i've i've had conversations with you about this and this is why people can trust your products and why i always try and recommend your products before other people because i know how passionate you are about making sure that your product is top notch now You may have to pay a little bit more um, for that, but I would do that every single day of the week knowing that the person who's providing it for me, I can trust and I can trust my clients. So that's just a shout out to you, mate, because I think that's <laughs> one of your best I, qualities. I, I back that 100%. And also the level of care that you have for your audience and your community. I know you built this this company from the ground up from literally almost being a naturopath behind Instagram (laughs) for people so like or or a functional medicine practitioner for people behind Instagram and um, there's a testament to you man you're a giving person and that's why I think people really trust and and at the same time you care because it's proof's in the pudding with the results you get with the product so thanks for that boys I also have my selfish reasons I don't want to put crap in my body either yeah Yeah, nobody nobody does it this way so I'll just do it well that's (laughs) the thing you're taking your product exactly pretty much everything in my my medicine pantry or my supplement pantry, which you boys have seen, it's very extensive. There's <laughs> yeah, hundreds yeah. of things. <laughs> when you go to Kyle's place, it's literally like a health food store, but on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, try this, mix this with this. <laughs> Feel like an experimental rat. <laughs> you are now. You're trying the new pre-workout. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll have to plug this soon. Hey, I'm, I'm sort of, my brain's peaking at the moment, so yeah. it's good. <laughs> Jordan's the one I'm worried about. If he starts pinging from it, I might have overdosed yeah. some of the ingredients. But, um, yeah, even the pre-workout, it's a, it fits into the philosophy of every product I do. Use the correct forms. Use the correct um, actual efficacious research-backed doses. Don't put shit in that's going to completely undermine what you're doing. Like Some products use bioperine with peptides. Bioperine is great for enhancing absorption, but it contributes directly to leaky gut. Mm. That's how it helps with turmeric absorption, for example. It creates a transient permeability of the gut so the turmeric can get in. Mm. Great, but not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of that a lot of turmeric supplements have that added to it. Yep, yep. Yeah, black well, pepper. Uh, yeah. Bioperine, they call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've also heard is black pepper. Does it block like uh, phase three liver detox as well? I've heard that. If, so they do that on purpose to hold the turmeric in the cell? Now, well, one of the inadvertent consequences is it blocks one of the phase two detox pathways, oh, called glucuronidase. Yep. Yeah, so it can you know, unfortunately cause a backup of estrogens too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. So that's this is this is what we're like. Well, right? yeah. and then curcumin. I remember when I reached out to you, I'm like, oh, who shit on curcumin? Why is that? And then we got talking about MO, MAOA inhibitor. In, uh, uh, an MOAO inhibitor. Yeah, yep, exactly. Which for me was ramping up my histamine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Herbs are complex. They're not mm. as simple as just go down to dis- uh, discount chemist and grab one from there. They all have so many different layers of mechanism and action and nuance. And that's why, you know, people say, oh, it didn't work for me. Maybe you just got a crap for it. Maybe you mm. took the wrong thing. Like for you, curcumin works for most people. But in your context, when you had high histamine, it's not great. If you've got low iron, it's not great either. It inhibits iron absorption. So yeah. these things that sort of lazy naturopaths just blanket prescribe like a fish oil and a curcumin or yeah. a turmeric. For inflammation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you're taking a cheap fish oil, it's going to be oxidized. If you're taking a crap turmeric, it's going to contribute to leaky gut with, if they combine it with a bioprene. Yeah. So the nuance of supplementation, it, it is, it should be 
a subject within degrees and I think the functional degrees that you guys have done, it is emphasised, like, make sure that you know what you're doing with these things mm-hmm. and make sure you're using good quality because you don't want to actually be directly contributing to people's problems when you're trying to fix it. Yeah, yeah 100%. For sure. Um, you know, like, obviously, you've how many products do you say you've got now? I think I've got 17 of which only 15 are available because I keep running out of stock, which is a good problem to have. <laughs> I want to, um, I'd love to go into the story and I've heard this story before, but the listeners may not have. Is your, is your most popular one the Ultimate GR Repair? Yeah, it would be now. Yep. Um, the story behind that, because it's a great, I think it's a great story. It's, um, <laughs> and it just, again, shows how Kyle gets to his, um, his formulas. You know what I mean? Mm. It's very organic. Um, so could we go into the story of how you made that formula? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was living in Melbourne at the time and I had a housemate who has Crohn's disease. And I thought, oh, well, she's really suffering. She's about to be told, she's being told she needs a stroma bag. The options she's been on in the past were chemotherapeutic drugs immunotherapies so the immunotherapies just target like a certain inflammatory cytokine tnf alpha yeah yeah is is the one that they target which is you know makes sense to target that it is contributing to the inflammation but it's not the thing that's causing that yes it's a a signal not the problem Mm. so and what could be causing that that you know like lps you you know uh, candida overgrowth yeah so many things some sort of underlying infection most likely or everyone has it it just needs to not be as high as you know you see you can run like a cytokine test to see where people's levels are at for those things and to see which one you should target but there was no talk about that and again it's not getting to the root cause of the issue it rarely ever does in in standard of care medicine so um i basically just formulated this product for her and funny story spite mark has brought it up she never even took the thing <laughs> oh, no, she's a, she was a nurse and um, her she just thought naturopathy and nutrition was all witch doctor stuff. That was a direct quote. So never took oh, it, never got any benefits. Still on God knows where she is is now with her health journey, but it could have helped her a lot. But, you know, barriers to entry in these things and uh, personal biases, never took it. But happily, I've created it and it's helped thousands of people since then. And um, I believe, it, yeah, a lot of practitioners use it as a staple for their gut repair instead of, as we said earlier, using eight to ten different products that may have varying mm. levels of efficacy. It's pretty much all-in-one done for you. It's yeah. got a shotgun for, that works for pretty much everyone unless you're living in mold or you've got like a relationship that's just imploding on itself and you've got too much stress or, you know, there's, yeah. there's a variety of factors as to why it might not work. But for, I reckon, 90% of people who take it, it does the job. Yeah. yeah. When you look at Ultimate GI, you, you look at the peptides that are in there and how well it's formulated because, like, you have lorazotide acetate in there, which is amazing for obviously paracellular and intracellular permeability. Mm-hmm. You have the BPC, which is amazing at repairing the tissue. The KPV is obviously quite immunomodulation, like it has those immunomodulation kind of benefits and even supports things like bacterial kind of or, or microbial infections as well. So it's, it's really well formulated. Like, and um, I must say, when I took it, it's been absolutely life changing for me. Like, <laughs> so one thing that I, because with a lot of histamine issues, a lot of the muscle issues that I had, I couldn't take, um, and, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do your typical like bone broth or those things. I couldn't do collagen. I couldn't do, also had the glutamate issues as well. Mm. So I couldn't do glutamine. It was like the only thing I could really do was sodium butyrate and peptides. So, yep. so the ultimate GI had all of that in there and quercetin. That was another good one as well. Yeah. Yep. Well, and as you learn into your immune type now, like yeah. most likely the butyrate and the quercetin were actually driving you into the right pathway as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Well, you know, there's multiple targets in it and we don't have to get into that detail, but it's mm. just like histamine drives permeability. So you address the histamine. Mm. The um, zonulin 
um, lorazotide antagonizes that. It stops it having its opening, its leaking, that leaking effect on the gut. And then the peptides just come in and basically force all those things like your bone broths, your collagens, the things you couldn't have, Jordan. But yeah. it basically gives them the instruction to actually do their job in connective tissue healing. And your GI tract is basically all connective tissue. So something that accelerates that process with the BPC, incredible stuff. And if you've got injuries too, like your, your ligaments, tendons, hair, skin, all of that's connective tissue. So it has mm. just such a wide array of benefits that, yeah, but GI repair is dosed pretty much for chronic gut issues like IBD, IBS, all those. Things. Yeah, and and I reckon like with some of those really down the line like kind of um, issues like Crohn's or IBD or even just really chronic permeability, I think you really do need those harder hitting kind of compounds. I reckon like peptides. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't know, like with me, like with, I had really b- bad blood brain barrier permeability to the point where. I could literally hear voices in my head when I was trying to sleep. Like, it was bad. You know, I was a mess. It was not good, yeah. Like, it was scary. And um, I I put it down to your peptides being a major, major thing um, that supported that that, um, healing process, as well as going after the mold or the fungal issues that I had, as well as using things like melatonin, magnesium, L3 and 8. But the, the, the ultimate GI was definitely a game changer for me, yeah. As far as that product goes, it's probably one of the most upstream of the root cause yeah. that you can get to is gut issues. I mean, it, it, it's all interconnected and your mm. adrenals affect your gut, which affect mm. your thyroid, which affect your stomach. And it's like a loop mm. that you need to seal somewhere. And if you can start by sealing that permeability, your liver's not backed up. You're going to convert your thyroid hormones, meaning your stomach acid's going to be a lot stronger. And then you won't end up with SIBO because your stomach acid's doing the job and basically mm. burning off anything that would otherwise colonize in the small bowel and then you because of that you're not going to end up with the permeability so yeah. you, you've got to close that loop somewhere somehow mm. and you know for most people working on that permeability is probably the best place to start not everyone it might yeah. be thyroid it might be low iron like you can mm. fix that loop but if you're anemic then you're not going to get that stomach acid properly and your thyroid's not working so yeah i agree because i can i did 12 weeks of literally just try like just repairing the um the epithelium like the gut lining before I went into antimicrobials, because what I was finding was when I was doing antimicrobials, the Herx reactions I was getting was horrible because my gut was so leaky. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I think there, yeah, a, a lot of people who do have these chronic symptoms, they do need to be using these type of, you know, compounds first for sure. Yeah. I mean, a good way to do it is prior to a, a protocol where you do any killing is to try and repair the barriers as best you can to minimize the collateral damage that will come from when you use those antifungal, antiparasitic antibiotic herbs mm. they don't like dying these things when we go after yeah, them yeah. and they certainly let you know about it when they're when they're not doing well so yeah. um if yeah as you said and as you notice when you got that permeability it just basically all goes through the hepatic recirculation straight to the liver and then your liver just ends up backed up and just get rid of this watch thing and everybody <laughs> <laughs> he's a busy man <laughs> yeah but um yeah exactly right so a lot of well, the products in the range are basically like I've looked at how most health conditions arise from and it worked, started with the gut products. The next one I bought through when I was living in Mold 2 was Hysteresist to deal with it, to give me a, a life jacket when I was in a situation that I couldn't get out of. The house had horrendous mold, which I, I have to say, like, mold is probably one of the worst things for gut permeability. Mm. If gluten, glyphosate, all of the, you know, your normal dietary ones punch a hole in your gut lining, mm. 
having mold is like someone going in with a box cutter and just ripping it up. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. And no ma- no amount of GI repair could fix my gut when I was in that mold. Mm. And yeah, one thing when we get get customer support and say, "Hey, it didn't work. What? what why didn't it work?" We always ask, "Are you living in mold?" And nine yeah. times out of ten, oh yeah, actually, we had some mold, but we used some bleach and vinegar and. So it shouldn't be, and then we just have to educate them. That does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like, and you know, and I've heard your story, and we can probably go into it a little bit deeper, but mm. a lot of the time, and I've had to tell clients, I'm like, unfortunately, you need to leave that house. Like, you are not going to be able to fix that house. Even you can get some specialists in, but most likely you need to get out of that environment. Um, mm. Do you want to go any, any deeper into your story and, like, what you guys had to do? Yeah, I'll go surface level. I don't want to do a whole mold podcast. I think you could get someone who'd do it for a full hour, hour and a half. Yeah. You wouldn't run out of content in that. But <laughs> it'd, be good, it'd be good to hear your journey, like yeah. overcoming it. Mm. Yeah, so we had to get out. I spent so many thousands of dollars on air purifiers, HEPA filters, UVC filters, replacing things. But, you know, when it's still in the environment, this, it's active mould. It's, it's like a fire and the mould spores being smoke damage. Yeah. The fire is still there. You're going to ruin your new shit anyway. And all the, all the things that you bring in to try and remediate aren't actually going to get you anywhere. Mm. The only time, the only way we got out of it but was by moving and basically bidding everything that was porous. If you've got a couch that's porous, a pillow, clothing, all that had to go in the bin. Even some of the non-porous stuff, it just grew back straight away in the new house. So we're like, yeah. <laughs> and not restart. Like, it's an uncomfortable thing to have to do. It really sucks when you, like, my mm. partner lost all of her photos of her kids and her, you know, from her childhood because they were all in it too. Yeah. It's a very emotionally difficult process and it's com- very hard on relationships too because when you're in mold, happened to me, my testosterone was like an old man's. Mm. <laughs> it, it tanks libido. I think my levels were down to 300 or something in there yeah. and it's just. Until you made bio-anabolic. Uh, bio <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Every product I have is now. <laughs> It's basically a direct result of the mold's damage. Like liver <laughs> complex, it cooked my liver enzymes and botanabolic, it cooked my, my test levels. So I'm going to fix it, not have bloody 20 supplements that I've been taking. <laughs> I mean, they all work, you know, those 20, but just chuck them into one and make it make life easy. 100%. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's wild mold. Like I, we've, we've, um, we, we had a mold exposure in, um, in, in Melbourne as well. And that's where a lot of my health issues kicked off now that I look back on it. And, um, yeah, it's 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 a really stressful time because you know, like especially if you're doing it with landlords, like yep. a lot of them don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, ours didn't either. But yeah, funnily enough, the house has been demolished since he obviously got it inspected and saw how bad it was. So wow, completely demolished. But yeah, it really can be very stressful. And mm. my sister lives up in Gold Coast, and she's had issues with that. Most of her friends who are have gut issues it's mold as well yeah. it's i nickname it the mold coast up here because yeah. it's just so prevalent like even now today what are we 75 percent humidity and it's 30 degree plus mm. perfect ideal environmental conditions for it to grow and yeah even if you're being an absolute nazi about trying to make sure it doesn't grow you're fighting an uphill battle with all the filters and you know ocd levels of cleanliness you no know, having no dust around yeah because yeah, humidity above 65% plus dust is usually the formula for mold, correct? That is, they are the ideal conditions, but anything yeah. actually over 50 is going to... Over 50. 50, over 50 it's, that's why it's so hard. You wow, know, yeah. You guys came to our house. We had dehumidifiers cranking. Oh, you did, yeah. So, yeah. 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 The magic number, it will not grow under 50. If you can keep it below 60, it's, it's good. Yeah. Under 50 is ideal, yeah. gold standard. Yeah, yeah. And, and do, you, do you think there's... I know there's a connection between EMF and mold 
growth now. Do you believe now? This is something like I'm not sure. Is are we finding out more about mold and its health complications on people now, or is EMF exacerbating this problem so that it's affecting people more? Yeah. What's well, your thoughts? It, I believe that EMF basically, bluntly put, pisses off mold. It's a stressor. Like if you understand the um the exact mechanism for how emf causes stress it's common amongst all living systems it works on the mitochondria mold has mitochondria pisses them off make reduces their ability to produce energy when mold is pissed off it will grow proliferatively when you a lot of people who at home try to remediate just piss it off and make it worse to be honest the best way you get rid of it is by getting it out of there um but if you come in with like an ozone generator and you have it or a mold kill and it doesn't do the job properly, that mould is in a hyper-stressed state and it is ready to proliferate and save itself because it's in self-survival. It's in survival mechanism. And the way it survives, mould spores. Yeah. Millions of, billions of spores into the environment to try and save that species and get it wherever else it can find a home. So mm. very difficult to get on top of, especially when the spores are going into a humid environment and there's a pretty good chance that they'll actually land somewhere, find something somewhere could be under your couch behind your tv cabinets it could be in the roof a lot of homes in queensland don't even have proper ventilation in their bathrooms mm. one of the house that we had mold did not have a fan you had to open the window and that's yeah, not same good. as ours until we had yeah. it installed yeah, yeah it's insane or it? if you do have the fan a lot there, there weren't regulations until about four years ago you could just shoot it into the roof there was it mm. didn't actually have to vent out of the house out of the roof so you'd end up with it in the roof could go anywhere yeah and i'm pretty sure that they designed like a lot of these a lot of the houses were designed like the queenslanders with those windows at the front like the heaps of windows so you could actually um aerate the place as much as possible mm. where like you, you go around queensland now they're starting to like phase out the queenslanders exactly like they were made for a reason people weren't silly you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah well the the trade-off to efficiency is you're basically creating a petri dish yeah so mm. like yeah heat and you're in a controlled environment but Humidity, humidity is so hard to control for in no matter where you are, unless you completely seal yourself up. But even then, it's going to get in. So, without having that airflow, airflow is the gold standard for getting it out when it's low humidity. Get that air flowing in; it'll get any of the spores out. It will work better than your filters, but at the same time, like the house can't be made of poor materials, like new building materials full of cellulose in like plasters. And then even when it's being built, like making sure that if it rains, it's properly dried out the wood, mm. the plasters don't get wet. Like you can have a brand new house that could be full of it already. So I didn't realise plasters had cellulose because that makes a lot of sense because fun- funguses love sugars. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah. That's why they well, quite often it's in the top corner of your roof because it, humidity, heat rises and water rises. And if you're in a really, in your yeah. bathroom, you'll see without the fan on, you'll notice the roof gets really wet. So it's usually the wow. corners where you find mold growth. Yeah. Wow. Why did a client have to get her out of a brand new home? She was like, it's brand new. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure this is mould. And then anyway, we found heaps of mould. Yeah, because so, sometimes a lot of these new buildings are built so poorly. Well, they booked the plumbing plumbing in it. Mm-hmm. The Obviously, the materials like you're saying, that's because the place we were in was new as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And you can imagine someone's done a new build. The last thing they want to hear is <laughs> their house is mouldy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If, if so, you're a renter, like that's it sucks that you have to fight it. But if it's so bad, you can just get out as a renter. If you yeah, own it, exactly. you're like, 
I have to do something about this and this could cost a bloody lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah it's, it's a nightmare. I know we've gone down the we, – we yeah. actually went pretty heavy down the mould trap, but, like, I think it's actually really important because I still think people don't realise and they mm. – or they take it for granted if yeah. their health has really fallen apart, they're not really looking into their environment and yeah. mould. But you, let's – just, just to tie it up – Sorry, go. Yeah, is – Guys, just know if you've got mold in your home, you're not going to get well unless you get out of it. That's number one. Number two is that it drives pretty much all gut issues. So if you're trying to solve your SIBO issues, it won't get solved until you deal with the mold. So detoxing the mold is always going to be very important. Also, your histamine issues, histamine yeah. issues, all that stuff. You know, skin issues, yeah, skin, yeah. All yeah. Of it. yeah. <laughs> thyroid, yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, maybe we can leave it there and we'll save it for another one. Yeah, <laughs> still um, not, still not convinced. Run a mycotox test; it'll tell you exactly how much mold toxins in your body. Oh, really? Yeah. Expensive, yeah. but so worth it to see. Yeah. That was yeah. my truck moment, seeing how high my mycotoxin levels were. I'm like, crap, we're out of here. Then I can't. Isn't it, so, something it, that I will jump in with that is I know people that have done mycotoxes and then they they don't show up, but then they take some glutathione before the test and then they're pissing out heaps of like mycotoxins. So hmm. maybe a little tip for people who might suspect they have some mold, take a little bit of glutathione before the test. You might have more show up. If I would say if you have a small amount of mold, Doing that would make it show up, but if you have yeah. the levels that I had, you don't need to exacibate oh, it. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, it's already going to show up pretty, yeah, pretty, okay. yeah, pretty high. So you point, yeah. if you really care, like to get a plus on your testing it as high as possible <laughs> and push some of that. But you know, if it's only very subtle, then maybe yeah. doing that would be good. Like if, if you suspect it in one room and you really want to see what is in you, then do that push. But if it's as obvious as it is to most people who can see it, then you don't need to, <laughs> don't need to poke the bear that much. What am I saying, glutathione? Take the liver complex. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what I um, – that was going to be my next – and this is, the best, this is the best thing about Kyle's products is that pretty much we've got a target for everything is like we'll yeah. walk into the liver complex and maybe even into like liver detoxification. And obviously, you've done a lot of work on this to make a liver complex supplement. Um, so you were saying you pretty much did that after the mold exposure to try and assist your liver so like how did you come up with that formula mm -hmm. um could we go into that a little bit yeah deeper? absolutely as i said when i got out of mold i realized how messed up my body was liver enzymes are through the roof tudka was working a little bit that's a great product for bringing them down helping with bile flow but i realized bile flow wasn't the issue mm. it was the because it messes up methylation to mold mm. um but i realized that i had to target all these phase two pathways the liver is Phase one, two, and elimination. That's usually it. that's how it works in everyone's body. Phase one is when a toxin comes in. Let's just use a hormone. Hormones are, are metabolized. Let's use that for an example. A hormone gets metabolized. It goes from, I think, fat, so fat soluble, no, water soluble to fat soluble. No, vice versa. Mm. <laughs> so fat to water soluble, it becomes more ready for excretion. But in that process, uh, in, um, reactive oxygen species and intermediate metabolites, they're called are created and that's sort of where you can get a where you will usually see an elevation in liver enzymes the conversion from phase one to phase two the way you overcome that is by getting phase two cranking in most people phase one is pretty healthy you know it's the first step and it's also upregulated by toxin exposure so if you drink alcohol if you drink coffee phase one gets upregulated most people are really cranking through that and then they end up with a backlog in phase two that's where I was at with my health journey and with the mold detox. So liver complex supports all of the um, six pathways of phase two elimination. Elimin uh, phase two basically takes your toxin, 
puts it on a bus, sends it out your bile duct, sends it through the kidneys to the urine, to the skin, to all these elimination <laughs> pathways and gets it out of there. Yep. And that's pretty much what needed support. NAC, NACET, a better form that I found. Um, calcium deglucurate, all of your glutathione precursors and everything on the list. I'm forgetting all the bloody things I put in it now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just supporting that was really beneficial. Before it existed, I bought all those things solo, as I said, and I had a stupid amount that I was taking every night and two handfuls of supplements just to achieve one sort of purpose versus like now it's three capsules for a full big serve, which is required when you have high toxicity. But if you don't and you just want to support it, one of those, there's 90 capsules in a bottle, one of those a day is just going to cover so many bases yeah, for yeah, keeping yeah. your glutathione levels up because that's the other thing it does too. Like glutathione, as you said, mm. um, is great for you know, detoxification everywhere in the body. It's also an antioxidant for the brain. But, mm. yeah, by, keep, by supporting that with NACET, that gets into your brain and, you can, and it will really help with neuroinflammation as well. Yep. And glutathione is used in every system in the body. It's not just your liver where it's important. So mm. that was the pro- secondary goal of that formulation, support glutathione. Yeah, fantastic. Because there's a lot of health conditions that are related back to these phase two detox pathways that just aren't working properly. Like, you know, even if you're just not detoxing mold properly through glucuronidation or, you know, you might even have like um, estrogen dominance issues, glucuronidation and even the sulfation pathway. And then um, I even, um, I'm, I'm working with a client at the moment who has a sulfur sensitivity. I'm learning actually that um, um, Dr. Stuart Gillespie actually helped me uh, realize this one is um, that sometimes the sulfur pathway with even sulfur sensitivity isn't working properly. It's not not clearing sulfur properly. Yeah. Mm. And so sulfation, that sulfation pathway. And so taking like something like a cruci- um, like a sulfurophane or, or something like that or mm. MSM really opens that up. And so, you know, utilizing something, like you said, if it supports all those pathways, well, I guess you're covering a lot of your bases for a lot of these health conditions that need that support alongside doing the gut work and everything else yeah exactly right like the main of of the six pathways for Mm. um detox i'd say the glutathionation glutathione conjugation is the primary one that the body utilizes Mm. it will do most of the work but it doesn't do everything there's certain things that it it, that's why there's so many contingencies with six different types of elimination but if you support that one as your primary thing for most people you'll get good benefit um, but just by making it completely rounded where all the other five, not just the glutathione conjugation, making all the other five be supported too. That's, again, like the GR repair, it's going to work for most people. Mm, yeah. Mm. And so just wrapping that up, I'll just try and make it really clear for the, for the uh, listeners. So we've got three phases, the liver uh, complex, targets phase two and all the pathways in phase two. So obviously um, if we prioritise glutathione, it's going to cover most of it, but we've got these other um, few pathways that we, we need to support as well for um, certain, um, what would I say, certain things to detox. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's so many things our body takes in every day. Yeah. Like, or even if we didn't have any environmental toxins, just all your hormones, all ev- compounds from foods, everything goes for the liver eventually to, for elimination. Yeah. So, yeah, you support phase two and you push phase three. You can even use Tuka as a separate product. Well, there's globe artichoke and there's other herbal compounds which are called cholagogs and choleretics. They support the production and the release of bile. And, yeah, yeah globe artichoke is fantastic for that and that's yeah. why that's in that formulation. Mm. Also added um, dihydromyricidin. And I also made that a standalone product because when I had mould issues and candida at the same time, I, had, I felt drunk. Yeah. <laughs> or when I drank, I felt drunk after one drink. Yeah. 
and anyone that has alcohol sensitivity, that's a big, like a big one. That was me. I'd have like three drinks. I'd wake up the next day like I've had 30. Yeah. yeah. Exactly and that's because right. you've got the overload and acetaldehyde. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, you wake up, right. you wake up still feeling it. That's the toxic metabolite mm. of alcohol, of ethanol mm. breakdown. So mm. the DHMs in liver complex and it's a standalone because that facilitates the enzymes that clear um, acetaldehyde from your body to acetic acid. That was really powerful for me when I was in that situation. And then I also road tested that product by getting drunk five nights at a row <laughs> and no hangovers and just in the in the gym the next day the the, the parents in law were the in laws were over and they thought I was an alco but no nah, no nah, trust me I'm testing a product <laughs> <laughs> guys that doesn't mean you can just go out and drink alcohol and think everything's all good like yeah. your gut's gonna be I'm gonna love it we're gonna go through all these supplements and all the listeners in there go what's that when he said where we, we can drink piss and not get hungover <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's my worst selling product surprisingly you'd think in Australia <laughs> with the drinking culture would do all right but. I don't know, maybe I'd you need, you need, to, market market, you need <laughs> to market it to a different audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. The elite biohackers and functional medicine people come to me and they see this alcohol one. I don't drink it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's what I was going to say. Maybe it's a good sign that people are starting to drink less in Australia, but yeah. I honestly think you probably just need to find the right crowd. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Put it in Dan Murphy's. <laughs> exactly. Oh, for right. sure. Now, um, the other one, because I'm sort of just skipping through your products at the moment, because um, and George, yeah. you probably you've probably tried this one. Is we just so you've mentioned it before the Hista Resistor. Oh yeah, the Hista Resistor is really good. Why I like going through this is mm. that like every single product is helping in a certain way. Like when we do protocols, yeah, I got to try and heal the gut. We have got to try and support liver detox. Then you've got people that are hypersensitive to histamine. Mm. Um, so we've got to try and support these pathways. And like Kyle's pretty much come up with a formula to help all of them. And that's why it's. Mm. I think it's qu- quite important we can go through a lot of these major products because a lot of people like with these histamine issues that aren't really well educated in the um, functional medicine space, what's the first thing they're trying to use is like Zyrtex and antihistamines yeah. and all these things. And like, you know, antihistamines have um, massive impact on libido and testosterone. and Lower DAO, yeah. which is what? Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, like, like so it doesn't actually help you solve. Break, solve or, you know, get to a place where you can start breaking down histamines properly. Yeah, a short-term fix for a long-term worsening mm. of outcome. Yeah. Like without that DAO, your histamine is going to be go, going unchecked. There are other mm. pathways, but that's primary. It's like 60 to 70% of your um, histamine for most people, most genetic, is mm. dealt with by the DAO enzyme. So if mm. you're taking your Zyrtec every day and you wonder why your eyes are always running and you're not getting any better, well, the, the solution could be the problem with that mm. with that medicine. So yep. I mm. believe it has issues on your stomach acids too. Like, Definitely. Yeah, so then you, or would, yeah, it would yeah. if it's on histamine, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. lo- yeah, with lower stomach acid for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, you can see where these vicious cycles can start. And by bringing in a natural product, which isn't going to do any of that, in fact, I use it for scolin as one of the additives in that product to stimulate the stomach acid to try and get upstream of it all and mitigate some issues that might be present for people with histamine. But by using natural ones like the actual DAO enzyme, supplementing that is going to clear um, histamine from your diet. It's going to clear it in the lumen. It doesn't absorb systemically, but it's going to reduce a huge burden on your body for that um, histamine to histidine to histamine conversion, and mm. it's going to all have all the cofactors that that DAO enzyme needs to be produced, and it needs to function. Yep. There are two other pathways that it supports as well, um, and it also has mast cell stabilizers, so quercetin and bromelain. They're really big mast cell stabilizers. I think there's a lot of products that use those. 
Um, and if you've used a natural product that's worked that isn't used to resist, it's probably because they've used quercetin. Mm-hmm. And Skullcap's another really good one. But um, quercetin is fantastic for sealing the gut. It's in GR repair. It's in hysteresist for a really good reason. Histamine directly drives leaky gut. Your body will produce a lot of histamine too if you've got something like parasites. That's mm-hmm. one of the ways it tries to clear them out. Parasites are too big for your immune system to take care of, so it needs to try some other ways to do it. And by releasing a huge amount of histamine, that causes huge amount of um, gut motility and it's basically like a dumping of water into your gut and you can end up with really loose bowels just all over the place with your bowel movements, I should say. Mm. But they're trying to deal with parasites. But I don't want to get too far into parasites. I believe that's too nuanced of a topic to just briefly go over. It's Mm. something that people, uh, I'm seeing a lot of people just jumping on a parasite cleanse as like a trendy thing to do. And then Mm. you can absolutely ruin your health from doing that. Mm -hmm. And actually not, you might clear some parasites, but overall your health might be in a worse position than when you started because it's so over, over, um, over the top. And something that you need to work up to, not just begin. If your mm. liver's not doing well, your glutathione status isn't good, your gut's leaky already, and you come in with these really, really strong herbs, they are equivalent to antibiotics, some of the mm. herbs you use for parasite cleansing or for mold killing. So mm. use these things with nuance. Work with someone who knows what they're doing and don't just go yeah. willy-nilly with those things. Yeah, you're seeing it all over um, the internet, like these big heavy detoxes and people are putting up these like sticks where they're holding like mucoid plaque and worms and stuff like that. Yeah, but is, is there even yeah. any evidence that they're actual worms? A lot of the time, like, they're, they're, you know, they don't even, there's no evidence that they're actually worms. Like, yeah. we just, well, like, like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so hard to know, like, whether it's just mucoid plaque or helaminth um, parasite. Helminth, yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah it's, it looks cool when you post it. I oh, know. Yeah, like, that's look right. Good yeah. <laughs> look at this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's just marketable, isn't it? And we're living, in, we're in this industry where it's just, you know, there's a lot of these kind of detox programs and different mm. things. Mm. Uh, the other thing is if you do have a parasite overgrowth, like why? Why is that happening? Yeah, exactly. You, you could do this protocol, but if your stomach acid's not there, they're just going to come back later. But exactly. all, and also like, um, you know, there are tribes that are riddled with parasites that live in harmony with them. Mm-hmm. So is it like, and I'm not saying that parasites aren't a problem, but I'm, I'm just saying, is it possible that if you get the environment right, that you live in harmony with parasites as well. So they're know, part of the ecosystem. Exactly sure. right. Yeah. I'd, I'd argue mold's worse than parasites. So I would agree. Having yeah. had mold <laughs> and, and had parasites, like and parasites are just an irritant, really. Yeah. They're not like yeah. a, my, my whole life is changing because of this. So yeah. 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 Because I reckon people like they, they have this emphasis on like parasites. I'm, I probably have a parasite. That's why I feel like this. Mm. But like, it's massive on TikTok. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> Huge. like, but it's like, man, like, there's actually some other things that are actually kind of worse than that. Like, maybe even the negative thoughts that you're constantly <laughs> in all the time is probably worse than that. Like, because mm. um, I mean, that was the thing with me where a lot of my Marcel activation issues started from was chronic stress, like the mixture of chronic stress and emotional issues, then that kind of neuroimmune kind of connection, and then the the mold issues that I had, the chronic gut permeability from all the partying and all the drinking on weekends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it wasn't the, the gut cleanse that I hadn't done. It was more about fixing things like my lifestyle, you know, the mold exposure that I was in, starting to repair my gut, you know, improving stomach acid because I was eating on the run. I was literally in my car, scoffing my food down, like literally didn't even chew my food down to a pace. I don't even think ever, like, mm. and, um, and so I think these are the things that people need to understand. It's not about just killing things. 
all the time. Exactly right. Yeah. Like it, it's, yeah, as we said, an appealing target, but it's, yeah, yeah not root cause medicine. Yeah. Again, and it's quick fix stuff too. Yeah, you know what is. I mean? It's, yeah. what is it? What do they do? They do like four week parasite cleanses and mm. stuff like that. Like mm. you, they probably don't even go into any sort of nutritional side of things like you talked about. No, yeah. Nothing of the basics. Yeah. Well, not to shit it too much. Like it can really make a significant difference with some people. And, you yeah. know, one out of 10 might actually hit the nail on the head and swear black and blue. That was the best thing they ever did. And mm. yeah, you know what? It might have worked. It might be the exact or the only thing that you needed to work on to push mm. your health to that next level. But you know, if you're dealing with a, like a long list of problems and you think it must be parasites because I've tried to deal with my skin with this naturopath or I've tried, you know, removing dairy and it's still not gone away, it must be a parasite. That's just kind of like a grasping at straws sort of thing. And as you said, TikTok. There's a reason I'm not on it. There's not really too much good health advice on there. But um, mm. yeah, that's. One of the one of the things people can be dealing with, but mold, Jordan, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If you live in a high humidity environment, please just be on top of it. Yeah, hundred percent. So histo resist it helps it helps the digestion of histamine, a lot of the histamine in your food, especially if you've got low DAO on the small intestine, if you've had damage to the gut lining or some sort of microbial overgrowth or infection inside the small intestine, which can rob that and affect your ability to digest histamine. The other pathway, which probably won't speaking to a level up product unless you are going to bring it out maybe who knows but there is the histamine and methyltransferase pathway as well for people to understand too the two drainage points and something like sammy was actually game changer for me um to help that but um but yeah what other products can we talk about well i I actually was going to go into um you know we talked about the parasite cleanse but i you know i mentioned to you before the show you know supplements can be like a little bit of the wild west you know what i mean there's Mm. you know um i think there's obviously negative reviews and positive reviews and i obviously uh, it just depends on who's making them and, you know, um, how passionate they are about what they're doing. Is it just a money grab or are they literally trying to change the world? And, like, I would love to get some insight because I remember talking to you about a certain product and you said to me, there's no way in hell he could be selling this for that much with how much, like, these normally would cost. So, you know, like, what what do supplement companies do when they're trying to cut cut corners to you know save price and stuff like that and what do people need to look out for yes yeah well you're absolutely right quality is important but to start with we can do one we'll talk about proprietary blends that's a very easy legal like there's no repercussions for you doing that you're protecting your intellectual property but within a proprietary blend you don't actually have to say how much of the actives you use there's some products that say they have tudka in it but they have no listing there's five ingredients on that blend Mm. And you just have to guess how much of your tutka is in that or how much of your melatonin is in that proprietary blend. So that's one way that the industry protects their intellectual property, makes it something that no one can copy, which bloody hell, I wish I could do that. The amount of copycats popping up of some of the products. But um, that's Mm. one way you can do it. The other way you you can, if you wanted to do a money grab, you just use your cheap vitamins. Some forms cost eight times more for the same vitamin. And if you don't know the difference between like folic acid and a methylfolate, then you will, if you ask a manufacturer to price up the two of them. I think you messaged um, Bao. My my wife was um, put a product up for morning sickness and hadn't read it <laughs> hadn't read it properly. But she's still learning this sort of stuff as well. And Kyle was like, "That's a terrible form of B six." Yeah, well, B six is one of those ones. It's like it's not the active form. I'm not saying everyone needs to have the active form, but mm. when you take in an, a, a synthetic form, your body needs to convert it to be usable. Mm. And in that conversion process, you're using things 
So you're taking stuff to help you use things, but you need to use stuff to help you use the thing that you're using to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, yeah, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's super interesting because um, I don't think like people won't think about this. You know what I mean? And I still get people like I'll, I'll recommend a, a supplement to someone, and then they'll send me a photo back of something, and like it might be a B, like say it's a B vitamin complex, and they send me back one that's you know folic acid or it's not P5P oh, and yeah. I'm just like no 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 like <laughs> this is like the reason I chose this is so you can actually uptake the thing properly yep. rather than just taking it for the sake that it says B vitamins on it. Yep. Mm, I yeah. I like I like cyanocobalamin. That's my favorite from the industry. It's like we'll bind a cyanide molecule with B12. Yeah. It doesn't absorb thankfully. But <laughs> oh if my it did, God. you'd be getting a lot of cyanide actually entering your body from it, which yeah, uh, your body would have to deal with too, but you know Hydroxy or a methylcobalamin, they're the forms that your body wants to use. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, a methyl group, it, so to explain, usually the vitamin is bound to something. Minerals are the same thing. You can get magnesium oxide or you can get magnesium threonate. You're still getting magnesium and the milligram dose of magnesium might be identical between the two. It's just the absorption and how your body uses it. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's taken mag oxide. <laughs> Mag oxide. It's, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. You're going to be shitting your pants. If you've got constipation, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, everything that's the nuance with supplementation. You know, well, that's right. You just yeah. write magnesium on the label. You, you're giving no further indication of what, you, what you're taking, why you should be taking it. It's just B vitamins are such an easy one because it's so night and day the difference between a P5P and a um, pyridoxine hydrochloride or a folic acid and a methylfolate or the B12s. They, those correct forms are going to work. You're going to notice the benefit. You're going to get closer to the health that you wish to acquire. Whereas if you use the other ones, you'd be like, oh, supplements don't work. Exactly. And that's, mm. and that's the thing. That's why it gets, like, it's, it's, it gets a negative review on supplements because people don't know how to filter through the bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially like when you've got iHerb and, you know, you're looking through and there's like all these ones that are really expensive and they might be the really good ones and then you're like, oh, but I can get it for cheaper here. You know what yeah, I mean? And, that's, yeah. that, and yeah. that's that's where the issue, issue lies. And I think yeah. people would sometimes probably freak out when I mm. recommend certain supplements that are more expensive, but I'm like, but I'm actually saving you money because yep. you're actually going to be on this train for a hell of a lot longer if you don't use this product and you keep using that crap. That it, exactly, which might be 20% more, mm-hmm. let's just say, like for like say a thorn, you know, um, you know, a pro- like a thorn product, for yeah. example, it might be 20, 30% more. Or a level up product. You're a level up. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, let's level up. Uh, I think 20% more is a bit under for a level up. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. be real about my yeah. brand. But, yeah. but like... You know, because I was on that train for a while, just taking cheap, shitty supplements. wasn't getting anywhere. Mm. Started, started, started then invest on the good stuff, and things started to happen a lot faster. Mm. So, yeah, you're going to spend more money wasting your money. Yeah, you're going to spend more money wasting on shit products in, in, in the long run. And there's not a lot of good products in Australia, is it? Well, folic acid, the one I hate, is recommended. That's the one that they, they recommend that you use. That's the one that all the evidence is behind so if i wanted to make a compliant product with b9 i'd have to use folic acid that's, un- that's what oh, so the, TG- the only way you can not, you can is a practitioner only product you can have practitioner only products which have these other forms but if you are trying to register your product with with methylfolate 
they won't allow you to direct to consumer sell it. No way. So that's why a lot of the biocidical supplements have folic acid. Yep. Unless it's the oh. practitioner ones or the white label ones, they'll have folate. They're that, the ones that, yeah. because that's a pra- practitioner. Like the nuance to using that is for practitioners only and not for the layperson. We'll let the layperson God. have the one that causes the issues. Yeah. But if you want the good stuff, you have to go through the wall, the you know, not the firewall, but you have to go through the gatekeeper of a nutritionist yeah. or a naturopath. Well, that's the thing. It's just all it's doing is it's just creating the same cycle of a doctor with a pharmaceutical with naturopath nutritionist with, with mm. a herb. Mm. Um, and, and you're right. It's just ridiculous. Like we'll, eat, we'll just give the lame person who's buying it off the shelf the crap for them to get their health worse. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that's the reality. It's even getting worse because a lot of the big um, big naturopathic uh, nutritional companies are being bought up by pharmaceutical companies too. Yeah. Yep. I think the big three that most Australians would know are pretty much all owned by mm. pharmaceutical companies and then they can register them because they have millions if not billions of dollars behind them and registration's expensive, applications are expensive, upkeep of your registration's expensive and then compliance if you have to change your product. That's all expensive. There's all so many barriers yep. to entry in this industry that unless you kind of just do it off below the radar to begin with, you, you're going to be hit with this massive five to six figure, you know, roadblock that stops you from doing something. And all avenues lead back to pharmaceuticals, I would guess. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's sort of trying to break the system down yeah. or our system down that we want to live by mm. and build that system back up. I think that's why they're investing in it is because they see this shift in people's mentalities. Like I've been on this drug for 10 years and my problem's not going any better. I want to try something else. So they want to be able to make money out of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. business play, well done. But also <laughs> the fact that they're corrupting regulatory bodies to make it so they're the only ones that can actually be a part of it is pretty disgusting. I believe the TGA, Therapeutic Goods Association in Australia, about 96 to 98% of their funding comes from Big Pharma yeah. or Big Pharma-owned companies. Right. So like, <laughs> and you know, people have been like, oh, it's not TGA approved. You mean it's not Big Pharma approved? Like, Same and, thing, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So to, maybe this is a good segue to like, I don't know, like how, how do you know what supplements are good to invest your money into? Like, how do you, how do you, I know it's a bit of a broad question, but like, how, how do you know? Because a lot of listeners are going to be like, what brands do I go for? You know, like it's, it's a bit of a, it's almost like a bit of a, a minefield. I suppose, yeah. How do you source your, source your stuff and know that you're getting the best stuff? Yeah. You just have to ask for it. Yeah. And not compromise when you're given, you know, price differentials between what it's going to cost you to make versus, oh, if you use this form. No one's going to know the difference or, no, you know, it's still B9 or, for example, to be stuck on that. But it'll save you $4 a unit if you do it this way. No. (laughs) No, I I don't want to stall people's health journey and their healing journey by using a form that might just make it take three months longer or make it not happen at all. Hmm. Like for BPC157, for example, there's three forms you can use. And as you said before, I said there's no way they're using this properly. It's because... The price of BPC is so expensive to use the one that works orally versus the other form, which is meant to be injectable, doesn't actually absorb if you take it orally, but it's eight times cheaper. Uh, Not 8%, eight times. <laughs> so like 10 bucks versus 80 bucks. Wow. So there's, oh, wow. So there's, so there's the minefield of BPC. So, so, and, and there's like a lot of these brands out there that are doing BPC. So they, and, and, and some of them are actually pretty cheap. Yeah, well, that's probably because yeah. they're using a cheaper form or yeah. they might use a sum of the expensive form and then just not label it that they've used the yeah. other 80% as the acetate or the sodium form. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Wow. I'm liking that we're back onto the peptides because you know what I didn't know much of. Obviously, I know around like the gut healing stuff, but you started talking about like the um, effects like they have on like brain health, like GABA and dopamine. Can we go into that path, those pathways a little bit more? Because I actually mm. didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. The neurotransmitters are so fascinating to me. They have something I love playing around with. Like you can feel amazing, you can feel chill, you can feel motivated, and it's kind of like you have the tools at your disposal if you have some supplements or some herbs or some nutritionals to push that a certain day. Like now I took the product that boosts my dopamine and my acetylcholine because I want my brain to be firing. Mm. It's great to have that at your disposal. But everyone has a different baseline of where their neurotransmitters are at. So what works for me might not work for Jordan. Um, and the way you can test that is you can do like an organic acids test and it'll tell you what your levels of dopamine, serotonin, GABA, um, glutamate, uh, what those levels are at. Uh, or you can do what's called the Braverman test. It takes you about 20 minutes, you fill it out, and mm. then it'll tell you sort of where you're high and where you're low. And really what we're looking for is a good balance between all of those. But also you can play around. Like if you want to push serotonin one day, just to relax and not feel as stressed or not feel as I've got to do something on, you know, addiction um, pathways. Mm. You play around with something that pushes that and see how it feels for you. Play Mm. around with something for acetylcholine and see how that feels for you. I'm pretty much certain you'll like that. That's why things like alpha GPC is a Mm. huge, uh, people are loving that. It's in a lot of formulations. It's a standalone and it'll, it'll push that. It'll, you know, really help people's acetylcholine, which will help their verbal fluency um, how fast they can think and even in the gym acetylcholine is really beneficial for muscle contraction and so mm. yeah. also helps like vag- vagal tone as well doesn't it, it does it does yeah 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 because yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah i'm feeling the uh as soon as i said that i just felt the passion coming out of you with like <laughs> neurotransmitters and nootropics so let's yeah. keep going down yeah. this avenue yeah, because- i always like, like forget you like for, that's where you started all didn't you like with lucas and lots of stuff. Did, you yeah, know, yeah. did you not know he was a nerd or no no i knew not obviously <laughs> Saints, man. Uh, but um, yeah, I met Lucas down in Melbourne before I had level up as a business. Yeah, yeah. Got put on to Lucas from a, a lecturer, a mutual lecturer of ours, Miranda Miles. He's like, you're really passionate. Lucas is really passionate. You guys need to meet. Yeah. So I DM'd him and he said, who's this bloody guy who wants to talk to me? <laughs> this is Lucas Aon. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Lucas Owen. Owen, yeah. So but ergogenic health. I reckon that many people call him Aon. He's just running with it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've actually got <laughs> him Americans. here in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. We're not in here, but on the, you on, know, on the potty. On the yeah. potty yeah. yeah. That many Americans, Lucas Owen, no Aon. Yeah, he's big in the States now, isn't he? he is, he's yeah. big in, yeah, he's big in Europe. Early. In Europe, yeah, well, he yeah. goes to Amsterdam and stuff. And anyway, anyway, going anyway. On. <laughs> he and I have a lot of overlap with what we enjoy. He's really big on nootropics. He's big on testosterone yep. more so than anyone I think I've ever met. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. loves pushing it, and he's constantly testing his own levels and getting men's levels up, which is really beneficial to your overall well-being. And it'll yeah. help with your dopamine. It'll help with your motivation because testosterone and dopamine are very interconnected and yeah. the higher you, do- you test the better your dopamine signaling is so you'll feel fantastic but yeah these these nootropics help me out a lot when i when I, as i said when my brain wasn't working i turned to these yeah I, sp- I was chatting to lucas and he recommended a few things and uridine monophosphate was probably the main one that helped me because that helps sensitize dopamine okay in a society where we're all dopamine addicted our dopamine sensitivity is just being hijacked we we need more and more and more of it to have the same effect we're addicted basically this helps resensitize your dopamine receptors so when you do get an input you don't need anywhere near as much to feel good 
Cool. So that was my favorite ingredient. There's a few other things in BPC, I believe, does it not as well as uridine does, but it really helps resensitize um, to dopamine. Yep. So anyone that's had maybe drug addiction or maybe partying a lot on weekends, someone like myself back in my younger 20s, (laughs) I remember um, that was one of the compounds I used that actually helped. Um, I remember using, uh, was it 5-MAOBC? Is that is that how you say it? 3-MAOBC? No. Well, he's uh-huh. talking about DMT now. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's that, a new tropic. 9-MBC. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, yep. Yeah, I think I butchered it. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I, think yeah. You did. I remember taking that as well. And that was yep. really, really good too because yep. I was following a lot of like Lucas and you yep. and actually Jake. Dushal, is that how you say his name? Dolshal, yeah. Dolshal. You, you, know, you know more than me. Yeah, I, I could never say it right. Anyway, um, he obviously he recommended it to me at the time as well. Yeah, it yeah. would have been nine MBC. Nine MBC, yeah, that's the one. Nine yeah. MBC. And what is that? What is that? Is that does similar sort of thing? Yeah, it resensitizes the. Not, not to what Jordan said at the start. They're completely different compounds. <laughs> the first one, if you know, you know. The second. Oh yeah, that was that was saying a DMT derivative, wasn't I? Yeah, from, yeah, from the frog. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were having that as well. Bit of insight into Jordan's extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that one I think was shown to resensitize the dopamine receptors. I think they were actually looking as a possible like cure for Parkinson's or like yeah, with yeah. Parkinson's dopamine is like yeah. all out of control. So anything yeah. like that, yeah. So with Parkinson's dopamine is extremely high, is it, or is it just no, like dysregulated or low? low? Low. Yeah, yeah, there's another one where it's really high. I think it's schizophrenia. Yeah, oh, yeah that makes yeah. sense, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and acetylcholine, I think, plays into Parkinson's as well. Yeah, those two. Parkinson's yeah. and Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these things have huge implications in brain health and mm. neurodegenerative conditions. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's, there's quite a few peptides that are really interesting to me for these sort of neurodegenerative conditions. They're things like cerebrolysin, dihexa. These things are known to upregulate BDNF, which stands for brain-derived nootropic factor, which mm. is like fertilizer, mm. like growth factors for your brain, for your neurons, for um, neuronal outgrowth. They're really interesting to me. There's also things that can affect your brain. And similar to um, for acetylcholine, you can use things like C-Max and C-Link. These are um, nasal spray peptides, and they're really mm. good nootropics because they help with that acetylcholine system. Another one that I love is methylene blue. I don't know if either of you boys have used that one. No, I, I, actually, I actually used it the other day when I was jet lagged, came back, and then I had to do a call with a client. So I had it and uh, it actually worked the grouse. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was, yeah, it was good because I tried it before a football game when I was crook. Remember, you gave it to me and yeah. I, it didn't do anything. And then <laughs> you're crook. <laughs> nah, there's nothing that was going to work. But yeah, I, yeah I, I found it really worked a treat. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. This yes. Is- wow. Actually, I did it before the podcast, remember? Oh, I don't know. Do you remember my tongue being a little bit blue? Nah, probably not. Yeah, no, I do remember it. Yeah. yeah. It looked like you were, like had a lolly or something. Yeah. <laughs> sort of did. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. So in the brain, it'll work for a nootropic effect. But beyond that, it really helps your mitochondria. It directly substitutes oxygen in the um, electron transport chain. Yep. And it's a powerful anti, um, anti-inflammatory, but also remedy to EMF exposure. Can we, can, mm. can, can we just go in? Because I feel like people throw mitochondria around a lot. Could you explain mm. mitochondria on the podcast a little bit, just for the lame person to understand it? Because I reckon it gets said a lot without actually explaining what it is. All right. Lame person, mitochondria. Here we go. High school biology is the powerhouse <laughs> of the cell. There, <laughs> <laughs> like the energy force of the exactly cell. Exactly right. Yeah. It's this ultra-advanced machinery that is derived from our symbiosis with bacteria millions of years ago in our evolution. 
basically a oxygen using cell found a cell that doesn't need oxygen and they combine and they're all integrated together so the mitochondria take um your fats they take your food they all of that ends up as nad and fadh or nadh and fadh and then they enter what's called the electron transport chain they take electrons and basically run it through this um how would i call it? it's like a generator it's mm-hmm. called um cytochrome C oxidase yep. mm. and oh sorry ATP synthase the cytochromes transport those electrons until you end up to, with ATP synthase ATP being energy synthase being creation yep. that's how ATP majority of it is made in our body we get about 32 36 one of the two of those yeah. ATP molecules for every cycle of through the um, electron transport chain yep. versus what we would have done pr- prior to that and what simple single cell organisms do is fermentation yeah you take a sugar you get to atp very inefficient very sugar demanding um and this is one of the pathways that's implicated in cancer is the breakdown of the electron transport chain the Mm. inefficiency of the mitochondria basically your mitochondria become so dysfunctional that you're not making that 32 to 30 i really wish i knew which one it was but it was to say 36 you're not making the 36 atps for every run of the electron transport chain Mm. So your body has to resort to primitive metabolism being like glycolysis. Yep. Mm. And one of the hallmarks of cancer is excessive sugar use, upregulation of all the glucose transporters. Yeah, wow. And that's because you're not making it properly. Your yeah. mitochondria shit himself. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's actually a really interesting pathway. Yeah, like, yeah, that's actually so good to hear you explain. I think that was explained really well, mate, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Really, yeah. really well. Um, yeah, so f- just so people understand, so ATP is like the energy source to to our tissues, right? Yeah. yeah. So energy equals ATP, money equals dollar. That's basically yeah. the analogy. And, and so if, you're, if your energy is shot, it's a big chance your mitochondria isn't working properly. Yeah. For yeah. various reasons, infections, nutrient deficiencies, and what are some of the things? This is good, actually. One of the things. What are some of the things we can do to try and help dysfunctional mitochondria? Yep. So a lot of the things you can do that really help it aren't even supplemental. There yep. are supplements that can definitely help it. Having adequate B vitamins is great, but things like CoQ10 is great as well. That help. That is responsible, and that's why statins usually lose lead to fatigue. Is it mm. reduces the efficiency of one of the transporters in the electro transport chain? Yeah. Um. But things like red light therapy fantastic for that sun exposure you're getting red light from the sun that helps too Mm. um sauna helps structure the cells better to make that more efficient fasting fasting will help because it will clear any mitochondria they're they're not working properly they need to go into the shop to get fixed they'll either fix them or it'll bin them and make a new one yeah fasting's great for that senolytics anything that can help clear senescent cells senescent cells being Cells in your body really should have probably been dealt with for a while. They're just sitting there contributing to inflammation. Clear them out of your body, get their mitochondria out, get them recycled, put into a new mitochondria. Um, and what are some other things? I, I think IV vitamin C has a really good effect on mitochondria. But, yeah, just keeping your nutrition in point. It's more what you avoid, like a, uh, oxidized omega-6s. Yeah. They will ruin your mitochondria. Seed oils. Seed oils, Seed oils. exactly right. Yeah. Um, excessive sugar will not ruin your mitochondria, but it will contribute to too much of that glycolysis in your cells. So you don't need a fat burn. And even jumping, like, don't do it long term, but doing a fat adapted stage for a couple of weeks where you retrain your body to be more efficient with fats through the mitochondria because fats can't ferment. They can't become, they can't turn to sugar, which can then turn 
to eight, those two ATP through that inefficient pathway. So they have to, if you're having fat as your primary fuel source, go through the mitochondria yep. to give you that 36 ATP. So are you saying like when people are having like low sugar diets, it's sort of, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, sort of makes that part that, that mitochondria pathway a little bit lazy because we're having so much sugar? Is that? Is that yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, the sugar goes through that pathway too, but it doesn't have to. It can be another way if you've got some environmental toxins, metals. Metals and um, like mercury and aluminium, the huge ones, they directly mess up that whole tra- transport chain. But EMF is a huge one for that. That's why mole gets pissed off because it shares this electron transport chain. EMF comes in and puts a reactive nitrogen group on state on step four of this five step process, basically clogging it up and not allowing it to fit, go on to that um, ATP generator that I described. It spins around like a like an engine, you know, creating ATP. So e- high EMF environments, sleeping with your phone next to you—that's just not good. Does like mag- it, magnesium help with that? It does. So yeah. mag- magnesium helps antagonize calcium. Yeah. Calcium, excessive calcium causes nitric oxide. Mm. So, and then, you know, the nitric oxide then becomes INOS, which is the reactive nitrogen radical, which then mm. binds to that um, cytochrome C oxidase irreversibly, mm. well, not almost irreversibly. Mm. And then that messes up your energy. So, there's, there's a very good reason why society now is reaching to coffees, it's reaching to stimulants, chronically fatigued. Yep. <laughs> it's because we got our phones on us all the time. I was saying that I was and needing, staying in an apartment. And needing like super physiological doses nearly of magnesium. <laughs> like, exactly right. Like, yeah, like, your burn rate on it's huge at the moment yeah, from yeah. stress. So, yeah. yeah, that's another reason why I make a magnesium. It's just things I need myself. Like mm. even now we're staying up here and there's about 100 different Wi-Fi networks that we're being exposed to. And mm. it's just these little death by a thousand cuts that mm. is sort of contributing to chronic conditions. Like you, if your mold is... If mold's present, that's not like a paper cut. That's a butcher's knife to yep. you. But yep. um, there's so many little things that you guys talk about and would look at in a patient's sort of history, their intake. Before you even spend a dollar on testing, you have a very good indication of where these little paper cuts are coming from. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I just want to give a little shout out, mate. You always blow me away with your knowledge. And oh, how sure. Just, yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely science. phenomenal for you to pull out the science like, yeah. So uh, efficiently. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I have to justify myself to my friends back in the day. Anything I'd say, well, what's the mechanism then? <laughs> so now my bloody um, subliminal defense mechanism is to know it so I can't <laughs> get made to feel stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't, you really actually cannot say anything now. It's sort of a little bit frustrating. I feel like a lot of coaches are scared to say anything now online in case someone comes back and goes, Joe, show me a scientific paper. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like mm. you've got to actually have everything backed up with some sort of scientific paper before you can even make a statement. Yeah. Mm. Well, just look at the exact diagram from a textbook. I'm pretty sure I nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there mightn't be a scientific paper or maybe there are. It's just hard to find them. But, yeah, mm. it's a real societal thing to just question everything. And I, I get it. I'm the exact same. But, like, mm. you shouldn't just believe what people tell you. You, you should look into it yourself. Because mm. yep. if you fall prey to just believing what people tell you then you might get lucky and work with someone like yourselves and it makes your job really easy when they believe you but on the same same token you could end up with someone who has no idea what the hell they're doing you've just blindly trusted them you've disempowered yourself by not actually test checking to see if the information you're getting is true and then your healing journey might not progress at all because you've Mm. gone down the wrong pathway or you've 
you've just got someone who doesn't know really what they're talking about. And, yeah. that, and that's the thing, like, sorry to cut, you, cut in on you, mate. It's, you said disempowering. It's, it's empowering to ask questions. Like, I love when mm. my clients ask questions because I'm like, the only way you're going to learn this stuff so that you don't need me mm-hmm. is if you ask questions and you actually learn what you're doing rather than just doing what you're told. That's it. And if your practitioner can answer, great. You know, mm. you can probably, you probably know you're on the right path. But if they get really defensive, like a standard GP might, mm. why are you asking questions? You need to just do it. They don't know, probably don't know the answer. That's exactly. why they're pissed off. Yeah. And I feel like if I don't know the answer, I'm just honest. Like, I don't know. I'll look into it and get back to you. And I'm, mm. you guys will be the same if you don't know the answer. For sure. Yeah, exactly. 100%. We don't know everything. Just <laughs> drop, drop the ego bullshit and help your patient. Yeah, 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 that's right. And that's why we have mentors and we have people like yourself. And we're in this network of really, really great practitioners and experts. So we, if we don't know something, we've got someone to ask. And, yep. you know, it's really good. But, um, you know, I, I want to go back to the question of like where I did ask you about, you know, how does someone know what's a good, su- you know, what, what a bad supplement is and what's a good supplement. I think you just mm-hmm. answered the question then. You've mm-hmm. got to do your research. You've got to be responsible for yourself. You've got to, you know, learn. Yeah. And, like, uh, and understand. It's know? our job to educate people what mm-hmm. a good supplement is, but really yeah, like, you can find that all, all out yourself from looking at it. So. If yeah. you if you've got the passion for it, some people are busy. I get it. You yeah. don't really want to know. You need to outsource that. That's completely understandable. But if you empower yourself to just know these things, like, it takes years to fully understand the nuance. But yeah, exactly. You know, if if you I'm saying you shouldn't trust people, but if you trust a brand or trust me to know that I'm not going to put something shit into my body because I take everything in the range, everything, yeah. not all the time, but you know, the, I'm I'm Aubrey Mar- Aubrey Marcus has a quote where he says. In your business, you should be your first and last customer. Mm-hmm. So, like, you make stuff for yourself that you love, that you're passionate about, and that you use. If you make shit that you don't use, you, 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 there's a disconnect between um, your your purpose of the business and also your intention. So, 100%. I talk about as energetic resonance. Like, there's, there's a lack of uh, authenticity, and I think authenticity is it's like the highest form of vibration that shines. Mm-hmm. And you see some of these people that are like living that, like Shervin, for example, from. Um, uh, uh, symbiotica. symbiotica. Yeah, he's he's just like that as well. Very similar to how you're wired. Yeah, yeah, he's a great dude. He's got yeah. some really good products too. The Para yeah. X is a great one. I was going to yeah. make a parasite product, then he bought that out. I yeah. think you showed me that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool. <laughs> I don't product. know how you can get it in Australia though. Nah, yeah, the symbi- yeah, symbiotica products are hard to get here, but mm-hmm. um, but that's why we got level up. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you are, you're not going to come. So actually, good avenue. Like, where's um level up going now? What have we got coming out mm-hmm. in the future? Well, I'm going down the route of a few powders. We've got Ready Up, which will be ready probably December, January conservatively. And that's a pre-workout because I love working out in the gym. That's why I have products for like the Tanabolic for test boosting. Turkesterone as an alternative to steroids without any harms. It's an adaptogen. These are products I take myself. And I take other brands' pre-workouts as sort of like a double-edged sword. It works very well for what the purpose of the workout but my guts, like I've got GRO pair and I always have GI issues because of sucralose and ACE-K and other ingredients that I wish I didn't have to take to get this effect. Like yep. I'm sure I could, you know, work my way off stimulants and all these other things, but they do. And there's a lot of studies and evidence that the ingredients in a pre-workout actually enhance your workout performance. And I'm a biohacker. I love to take shit. It's, it's a hobby too. Yeah. So I want to take this stuff, but I don't want any trade-offs. And yeah. so using things that don't have those artificial sweeteners or colors 
um, using sweeteners like tourmaline, which is a, a protein-based sweetener. No negative side effects. Fantastic. Tastes a bit too strong, but better than ASK and all these things that are actually linked to cancers. Why do people need to add a red food colouring to it? You're yeah. just going to create a cytotoxicity in the person. And if, if someone's already excitotoxic or has a leaky brain barrier, then you're just making their anxiety, you're basically contributing to anxiety. Why? Because you want to do your drink red. Yeah, silly. so stupid. That is actually, yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? And these sweeteners too, like they all have direct effects on dysbiosis of the gut, sucralose. Sure. I don't think many people use them, but aspartame is one that's, you know, mm. come out that it's directly linked to colon cancer. It's death by a thousand cuts, as I said. These are these are, these all are cuts, and I don't want to cut myself. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. making a product like that, I'm bringing out a creatine with the precursor guanadino acetic acid. Cool. So that bypasses that has four methods of absorption into the body. The mm. GAA versus creatine has one, so you can supersaturate your body. It can actually get into your brain too, so you can create creatine in your brain. And yeah, just trying to do my best in the industry like yeah no offense to the industry but they kind of make it easy by not having many good things out there yeah no, for sure um yeah. you've got a jhk copper peptide coming out as well very soon yes yes yeah. we tried to make that orally bioavailable that's that's a hurdle yeah um the peptide's not very stable in stomach acid so just absolutely surrounding it by as many layers of protection to that stomach acid and those digestive enzymes. Yeah. So we just got to buff, buffer the acid down as much as possible. So using bicarb soda? Bicarb, um, yeah. sulcoprosic sodium, which is a really powerful um, alkalizing agent. Yeah. Um, also helps with peptide absorption once it gets through. But And then just mainly the main thing is the enteric coated capsule. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. They're not foolproof. Sometimes they'll leak or if someone takes it and bites it or mechanistically it can open. That's what the other things are for. And yeah. Yeah. It won't be as good as BPC. BPC, you don't have to do anything to if you have the arginate mm. form. You yeah. can have it in a regular capsule. You can even just take the powder and it'll survive. Mm. That's because it's made there. So it's, let's let's talk about GHK. Like what, what does it actually help with? It helps with gut issues. It helps with skin. People take it yeah. topically. People inject it. It's... It's one of these peptides that's very similar to KPV. It's very similar to TB4, TB500, and BPC. Mm. Collagen network formation um, and angiogenesis, I believe, mm. um, epithelial growth factor. And I believe GHK is pretty unique and it helps with intestinal stem cell formation. Okay. Wow. So that's probably, I wish I had the availability of this earlier when I made GR repair. Probably would have made it in there. Yep. But it, it, until recently, I haven't had the ability to. Um, make it orally bioavailable. It just would have rendered some of the other ingredients like zinc carnosine. It works on the gut, so you can't have an enteric coated capsule with zinc carnosine. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're not going to have the effect there. No, yeah, sure. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Mm. Okay, so if you were to weigh up BPC and GHK together, you said BBC is better, but when would you use GHK? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. um, it, some people have histamine reaction to BPC. Some people get anhedonia from BPC. I actually, I've had this with a couple of clients with a, uh, with a histamine reaction to BPC. So GHK, mm-hmm. that'd be clear. You're KPV or GHK would be your indications there if, that you do get histamine. It's not a huge amount, but it might be like 2 to 5% of people will yep. have. Yeah. Especially from injection, that's the main thing. Most okay, people yeah. get it from injectable because it gets systemic and then their body's immune system versus orally, a, a lot of it stays in the lumen and works on the, you know, the, the enterocytes and colonocytes and all of the cells throughout the entire GI tract. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, some people definitely do. And 
I think with GI repair, it's less prevalent because there's a lot of mast cell stabilizers. So yeah. that reaction might actually be happening, but then it's completely mitigated with the EMIQ and the quercetins and the PEA in there. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, PEA is not in there, sorry. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Is the uh, in his in the, in the with the GHK like because it's a copper like peptide? Is it because of the copper is supporting something like DAO or? or mm, it, I don't think the copper is functional. It's not functional. in a high enough dose. Like, dose it's only yeah. five hundred microgram dose, and of that uh, five hundred microgram, like 40 percent is going to be copper. So yeah, you're not okay. getting anywhere near um, an actual relevant, clinically relevant uh, yeah. dose of copper for that to be effective. But yeah, um, yeah, the. BPC survives stomach acid, GHK doesn't. So the reason why BPC survives stomach acid is it's made there. It's made in your um, yeah. gastric mm. acid. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's right. there as like a contingency to the stomach acid, which is highly corrosive. It breaks down protein, but newsflash, our body is protein. So if something goes wrong with mucus and or you get like a, an ulcer or a H. pylori infection in the gut, mm. you need something in there repairing it as quickly as possible because if that acid breaks through and gets throughout your <laughs> your, your intestinal cavity that's 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 game over really yeah yeah, yeah. peptides is, is an interesting one because I, I, I like i feel like i'm so far past it now but there are some people that might go oh, essendon saga like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah you know, like, still that like, you know there's still going to be people thinking like that we got to kind of remember that so mm-hmm. um do you want to maybe just break down peptides for maybe, maybe any of the new listeners um that might be new to this kind of realm what what are peptides um you know, are they safe? And yeah, what's we, all the we fuss probably about should them? have started with that one. No, 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 we can't back the front. But <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's, That's all right. Our body makes, I think, is nine thousand peptides in the body. Yeah. In- insulin's your first one that most people know about. It has a direct effect on blood sugar. Yeah. Um, glucagon. Um, I can't remember every more, but there's thousands right. of them. Um, mm-hmm. and BPC is just one of them. It, they're just a chain of amino acids. Yeah. And essentially, peptides just are instructions, really. They don't, uh, some of them do, but most of them just bind to a receptor site on your body, trigger a, a protein or something to be made or uh, uh, trigger some gene transcription is the technical term for it. So peptides are super beneficial if you have gut issues, if it's BPC. Um, if you're a diabetic, then you need to take insulin for that purpose. So they're pretty, peptide as a category is so broad, it's like a Pretty much a peptide can affect every system in the body, depending on which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Essendon very intelligently, like props to them, not negative. They copped a negative because they did what no one else was doing at the time, and that's utilizing these things which weren't banned when they took them to to get an unfair advantage. Like you can, yes, taking the peptides they did, they all looked like freaking super soldiers. Yeah. And they that went from so shit, ripped. <laughs> they went from a shit season to a very good one as well. Yeah. So, you know, that's a testament to peptides' power. And yeah. there's a reason some are banned. Some of them, like the growth hormone secretagogues, which they were using, increased growth hormone. And yeah. instead of just taking GH, which was banned, they took something which increased it in their body. They kind of just bypassed it. Yeah. Mm. And that, that is contrary to the spirit of a fair playing field. Yeah. But at the same time, like, why shouldn't every team have been on them? I can guarantee you this every team is pushing the limits somewhere. Yeah, or like yeah. in, even in all sport, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to find an edge. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's happening everywhere. I think the reason they got in shit is they kind of made the regulatory bodies look stupid. Well, they also mm. they also called an investigation themselves. No one mm. would have found out. So they actually, I think their chairman called an investigation when he saw what was going on. Mm. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's- well, peptides are used everywhere in the world by elite athletes. In the UFC, pretty much everyone's on them. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. it, they are wider band now because of what I said. They elicit a unfair advantage. Mm. Well, I've had, despite not being dangerous. Yeah. I've had. I noticed a big difference. I've had CJC and Iber Morellan before, mm. and I noticed a massive difference in um, recovery, yeah. like in your ability to be able to train. Like I could train twice a day all yeah. week, but what I did notice was I did it for a month. And once I came off them, I was exhausted. <laughs> it was like my adrenal output was absolutely cooked after it because I just smashed myself and I felt fine doing it. But as soon as I came off them, I felt like I, I was absolutely wrecked. I reckon my hormonal output was shocking after it. Mm. Yeah. You have to pick up the slack from the, the signal has been pushed chronically from exactly, the thing. Yeah. And, you know, when you stop pushing it exogenously you have to endogenously within you start making that signal again it's kind of it's not easy to shut down a feedback loop like if you were inject steroids you can very easily shut down that feedback loop mm. but with peptides it's sort of like it's not directly doing it it's indirectly and it can happen but it's a bit more safe and even psalms and something that people used to take and still probably take oh, now they're, like good. they're not meant to shut down but they certainly do like, yeah. there's no doubt about that i used to like years ago talk about them and say, they're the best thing ever they're not going to shut down your teeth took them and then crash my own teeth yeah <laughs> i i the, like most of the people that have come to me that have been using psalms they've got a lot of problems probably yeah, yeah. Exactly and right. so and so yeah um, yeah and and that's where i wanted to actually bring this conversation like People kind of put peptides in the bracket of steroids, yeah, um, because they're not educated about it. Well, some are like steroids in their effect. It just depends which one you're talking about. Well, like, they do have anabolic effect. Yeah, IGF one's a peptide, and that's insulin growth factor. It, you know, it's very powerful as an anabolic. These ones yeah. that Marcus was talking about, CJC and yeah. Ipamorelin. Yeah, there's tesamoral and there's heaps of them that have an effect on growth hormone, and you will get bigger from it. Yeah, for it, sure. But you're not gonna get you're not gonna get all the negative like. As you said, the negative feedback loop issues with, with obviously testosterone and all that sort of stuff. No. And, and, and the harshness on the liver. And, exactly right. Yeah. They're a safer method. But those ones, I actually have no issue with them being a practitioner only. Like you have mm. to work with someone with those. Mm. But the ones that your body makes itself naturally, like those ones your body doesn't really make. Mm. So you're mm. taking something that's not, not foreign because they exist in the body, but you are making it get in this high dose by injecting it. Yeah, and you're kind of overriding a natural system, whereas the BPC, there is no negative feedback loop on that. The body, usually this peptide would go through your whole gastrointestinal tract, trickling down from your stomach acid all the way down to your large bowel. I believe this isn't proven, but I believe a lot, a lot of these large bowel pathologies, your Crohn's and colitis, they're at the end of your GI tract, and all of the inflammation from the upper is using this peptide, which would normally go into healing that. It's run out by the time you got down there. Yeah. So that's like one of many mechanisms. It's not the driver, but I believe normally without all these other issues, it would get down there and help heal the gut. Yeah. Whoa. And one thing you mentioned just before about like BPC, I have not, apart from like a couple of histamine reactions, and this is good for people to know, I've never, never had anyone have an issue with it, with it at all. There's no side effects. There's mm. no, like, you don't feel anything except feel better. Mm. Like, and I don't know if you've, you've felt the same with all your clients. It's been yeah. nothing but helpful. I've never had a bad experience on it. And I think mm. people need to understand that. Like, because you mm. talk about how people get a little bit scared of the old peptide word. Mm. Like, we're talking like a, a, absolutely no side effects whatsoever. That's right. I mean, there's some people that want to be careful with it, right? Like, you know, if you've people with tumor conditions or oh, yeah, that's a good point. stuff like that. They- yeah, there's, there's a mechanism of cancer growth, which it stimulates, mm. but it's kind of like, 
if the fire was there already, you can't blame the fireman for being there. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. The reason why, Angie, I'll, I'll address this actually comprehensively because I think it's important. So BP, one of BPC's mechanisms is via this growth factor called VEGF, vascular endothelial growth factor, which stimulates a process called angiogenesis, new blood vessel formation. That angiogenesis process is upregulated within cancer cells, and that's because the, that pro, that um, growth factor is being used by the cancer to bring more sugar in. Mm. It wants more blood vessel growth because the blood vessels aren't being made properly because the, the, the mitochondrial structure's gone to shit, so the protein um, folding has gone to shit too because there's not enough energy to do it properly. So a lot of the time the blood vessels in a cancer cell are all leaky and crap. So it needs more of them to deliver that excessive sugar that it's craving. So that's why that it upregulates that process. But just because that process is present in cancer, it doesn't mean that it's the driver. You're not going to like, it might help a cancer cell do its process that's already, that it is already hijacked. But in a healthy person, that process is critical for recovery. And a lot of diabetics end up losing limbs because their, their blood vessels are all going to shit, like, um, like in their eyes or in their distal or yeah. down their feet. Um, you could also in the same breath say like you shouldn't have leucine because you know mTOR drives cancer growth. Yeah, BCAA is leucine specifically. Yeah, creatine, 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 all those things. Really, um, and some people who have it like they probably fear those things, and that's yeah. good reason. But yeah, you know, it's, it's like you can't, it's a very different circumstance. Oh, it's, like, it's a, a very specialized area. Yeah. Like when we're talking mm-hmm. this, like like for example, I've got a client with neurofibromatosis type two. She's the only person I've ever put on a vegan diet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, out of the hundreds of people that I've worked with, yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, so not have to worry about mTOR and IGF as much with that one. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. fair enough. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't think it's fair to blame angiogenesis as as like this will cause cancer. It's no, if cancer exists already, then you don't want to contribute to that. So maybe don't take it. But at the, in the same like thought process, surely reducing all of the lipopolysaccharide and mitigating some of the effect of maybe a chemotherapeutic, which was completely strip your gut lining, mm-hmm. mitigating it with something like that. And that's where something like a GHK copper would have more of an indication. It doesn't stimulate that process as much or a KPV would have a better indication than BPC mm-hmm. because you're not worrying about the angiogenesis as much, but you are recovering the intestinal tract. That turns over very quickly. And when you're on chemotherapeutics, the things that turn over quickly are the things that go first. Your hair, your mm. skin goes to shit, and your gut goes to shit. So, yeah. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. I, think, I think we got to an awkward pause, didn't we? Yeah, which is well, great. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, but uh, have, like one thing that I wanted to ask before we do wrap it up, are we, I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to ask, Bob, but I was nah. going to say maybe some of the new products that he's got coming out. Um, we've got this one sitting in front of us, which is really, really cool. Um, we did kind of touch on it a little bit, didn't we? But I think I indirectly touched on it when yeah, I spoke indirectly. about nootropics. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, a lot of the stuff you were like slinging off were in this product. <laughs> so, well, as I said, everything yeah. I make is work for me. It's you yeah, know, yeah. I, when, when I, before I created this, I took other people's, but I didn't just take them as stock. I took an, this amino acid and added that to it, or mm. would add four things into it in one, and then end up with what I wanted. What worked for me. So, and the one thing that I do, and someone puts mm. in their supplement list in the intake form, they've got. Uh, pre-workout in there I'm like that's the first thing you're getting off man like because a lot of them are just full of crap well balancing it with adaptogens and electrolytes was important to me because I'd have to take them after my workout anyway yeah or during depending on which one some of them will push you down too much and you won't have a good workout but other ones are really supportive to the adrenals whilst also not reducing your excitation in your brain so 
Yeah. So we've got this product here called Ready Up Pre Workout. And when I looked at it, I'm just like, this thing is unbelievable. I've never seen any pre workout formulated like this. It's like nootropics. It's like like B vitamin, like methylated B vitamins. Like <laughs> like you're not getting methylated B vitamins in a pre workout. Not normally, no. No, no. It's, it, it wouldn't it's even wild. just be for a pre workout. This yeah. would be an absolute like concentration scoop. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Like this, this is. I look at this as someone who could take this in the morning that has you know, maybe even ADD or ADHD and they're going to focus better. Yeah, exactly right. That's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create a product that if you took it every day because you do gym, it's actually going to contribute to your health getting better rather than Mm. the complete polar opposite, which is usually what these high stim without any balance, without any adaptogens, without any electrolytes end up doing. Mm. People end up addicted to them and then they become reliant on them and then they need to double scoop it to get the same effects. But this gives you an energy that's like more of a cellular energy than it is this just adenosine inhibition through all these high stims and get you in the fight or flight all the time. Yeah, huge. What's this? Um, what is it? Para, para uh, anthine? Is Parazanthine. It? Parazanthine. Parazanthine. <laughs> I don't know, I butchered it again. You say it. Parazanthine. Para- yeah, there you go, Marcus. <laughs> You're trying to put the X in it. Don't, yeah. don't worry about the X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so parazanthine is the primary metabolite of caffeine. So to yeah. say it doesn't have caffeine is accurate, but it also has the thing that gives you what you want from caffeine. Yeah, and you're not going to get the juice. It's extracted no. from caffeine. Yeah. caffeine. So your yeah. liver metabolizes caffeine into three things, theobromine, theophylline, and parazanthine. All, pretty much all of the positives that you want from caffeine comes from parazanthine. Yeah. The negatives of the anxiety, racing heart, um, elevated blood pressure come from theobromine and theophylline. Wow. So without those in there, you, you can have a very reliable response to caffeine. You don't have to worry about people's metabolism of caffeine, like how fast or how slow they metabolize it, because it's pre-metabolized. Oh, you wow. have the metabolite of caffeine already. That does need to be metabolized. The parazanthine does, but it's already giving you what you want without another step in the process. Yeah, yeah and, cool. and I, well, what about someone with say like a like a slow comp T enzyme function, where maybe they get like excess catecholamine kind of build up in the body? Mm. Is this going to be a lot better for something like that it would be yeah 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 well the theobromine and the theophylline really are some people add them to a pre-workout like theobromine is added to some of them because i think some people want to feel uh, elevated heart rate like their heart is pounding it's time to go yeah Stuff that, that's actually not good for No, that's nah, not good. You're, you're, you're putting you, yourself in a stress state. That's that fight-or-flight state that we talked about. Well, so. yeah, people get addicted to the um, to cortisol pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And if we look at that from a, from, from a, I guess, a anabolic standpoint, when you're trying to build muscle, it doesn't... Counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive, yeah. Mm. Uh, that's why a lot of the ad- adaptogens in the adrenal formulas are so popular because, like, yeah, you want to be in that fight-or-flight mode when you're lifting. You'll lift very well and you'll feel very good while you're doing it, but you also need to come off that too, which mm. is if you push it really high, you have to push it really far down as yeah. well, and that's where you get a crash. And it might work for people on the juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're bypassing everything. bypassing everything. Exactly right. But, yeah, so, if they're on the juice, get on the twitch. <laughs> you need to protect that liver vial. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, and then I, I know, I, I don't know if I'm, I should be, uh, um, bringing this up, but you, you are looking at maybe formulating an antimicrobial as well. I've, I've got the formula ready. I just, oh, okay. I need to learn a bit more. Like I've been off the yeah. um off the learning train for a little yeah. bit, so I need to jump back on that and reassess the formula because 
I was actually talking to you about a year ago about it. Yeah. Formulated and asking you what worked when you were doing it. And yeah. Chucking some of those things in, like the propolis and the uh, tea tree oils and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, monolaurin and yeah, stuff like exactly that. exactly right. Yeah. But I don't want to overdo it. Like I want a product to work for pretty much everyone. Yeah. I don't want to have to create such a niche product that only like 10% of the population would yeah. benefit from. A bit more well, safeguard. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, first, do no harm is, is the naturopathic philosophy. That's the first mm. rule of it. I don't want to harm anyone with any shit form of a vitamin, any excipient that might be a, one of those cuts that contributes mm. to your death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even like ca- too much caffeine, that's going to cause a problem. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's enough that people have to deal with. They don't want their health product to be contributing to their health issues. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Uh, so you, you, if, if you really look at the level up supplement range, probably in the next maybe six to 12 months, there's going to be something that targets nearly every system in the body or, or, or supporting some sort of... Um, biohacking kind of process whether it be testosterone production whether it be better focus um so yeah it's really exciting to see where you're heading with it man and it's been an absolute pleasure seeing your journey from when i first met you to where you are now it's insane because i reckon i first met you when you actually started Mm. with bpc and i was probably one of the first customers i reckon yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's right yeah and um yeah it's it's been an absolute pleasure man you've been so supportive of my journey too and yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say to me. No, nah, mate. No, nah, mate. You blow me away all the time. Yeah. Love all your products. Uh, I love your passion. I think I've talked you up enough um, yeah. already without yeah, doing any more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, nah, but we just love what you're doing for the world and oh, yeah. I love supporting your business and I always push it that way because I know how much you, you care and want to change the world, mate. So um, yeah. thanks so much for coming on here and spreading your knowledge. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys, and uh, sorry if I nerded out too much for anyone with the all the mechanisms and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope this opened your mind to new possibilities in your journey. If you want to follow on for more, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Life Athlete Health and at Coach Jordan Briggs. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you next time.